Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. They, they are the beauties. They are, in uh, no particular order, Michelle Simpson, at Michelle Simpson, former liberal member of parliament, former seatmate, i got to stop saying this, former seatmate to Justin Trudeau. <laughs> it's starting to sound like an accusation. <laughs> well, you know what? The longer it goes on, the worse it gets. I'll be getting hate mail soon. <laughs> I didn't take, I didn't get, I didn't get, I had an opportunity and I didn't look after this. <laughs> also with us, she had, uh, also had opportunity and didn't look after it because she was asked repeatedly by Prime Ministers of Canada to get out of the public arena and get on their side and be a member of the Senate and have one of those beautiful offices Michelle turned down. And I was a bathroom. Wait a minute, I'm not finished yet. Hold on, I'm not finished yet. I've got, got this introduction planned. <laughs> she, she would have been Senator, Senator Catherine Swift, and, of course, totally unavailable to us from this sort of pedestrian plebeian uh, forum of ours. Hello, Catherine. Uh. Hi, Roy. i got to stop laughing for a minute here. But I was just thinking, you know, instead of senators having a bathroom, maybe Depends would be a little more apropos. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> I don't know. You introduced Linda now. I don't, have, I don't know how to do it now. <laughs> All right. My longtime friend and co-conspirator... Linda Leatherdale. And Catherine, you're right. And with Michelle <laughs> and Roy, we take on the world. Yes. We Absolutely. Do. And the world doesn't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly senators don't. But senators anyway. Senators don't. But anyway. And, and uh, let's carry on here because I received an email which I sent to you from Carl, who listens to this program. And Carl made some... I wanted you guys to have a look at it. I'm going to get emails again. Don't call them guys. I wanted Linda, Michelle, and Catherine to have a look at this email and tell me whether they thought that it was something that we could speak to on the program, and they agreed that, that we could. So there are some points that, that Carl made. He's from Alberta, and I, 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 we've, we've uh, broken them down into five points. And let's see if we can get to as many as we can and have you respond to the points that he makes. He's listening in. Sent me an email, said, when are you going to be talking about it? And I said, we're going to be talking about it with Catherine, Linda, and Michelle on Saturday. So he's listening in. So here's number one point. And I'm quoting, I'll be quoting from his email, and uh, you give me your thoughts. I'm a small company in Calgary. We sell to the USA, Canada, Peru, Mexico, and a few other countries. We manufacture everything in Canada and do zero offshore manufacturing. My problem is that China and a few other Asian countries subsidize their exports to the manufacturer. They help them set up their factories as long as they uh, export, use substandard components, abuse the workers with cheap labor. Uh, we, pay, we pay the going rate for labor in Canada for our technicians and engineers. By manufacturing in Calgary, we provide work for the local community. Global trade appears to turn a blind eye to having an even playing field for homegrown exports. Why does a government that wants business to create jobs allow global trading goods manufactured with super cheap labor producing subsidized cheap goods that often do not meet uh, safety rules compete with my business? 
the business logic is telling me to give up, and yet all those non-business owners expect us to pay the going salary rate in Canada. At the same time, the Notley crew is forcing down the throats of business to pay wages that some businesses cannot afford. So, there's point number one. Beauties, it's all yours. Well, can I jump in first? Sure. Hey, 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 I love you, you small business manufacturers that are creating jobs here in Canada, and your points are very well taken. And one thing I may add, high taxes in this country is also a burden on you guys who are creating jobs. I don't often blow the Cambria, uh, as you know, I work for Cambria, but i got to say, we can do it. Here we have a company that has a raw material quartz that comes from Canada. We manufacture in the United States. We're privately held, family-owned. We just started Cambria International. We are exporting this wonderful North American product to other parts of the world. So, yes, there's a lot stacked up against the companies that dare to do this, but we need them. And that is why Donald Trump has been resonating, as you know, south of the border, because we know that globalization hasn't been fair, particularly to our hardworking entrepreneurs, and I think Catherine would agree with me well, on Catherine, that. Catherine, you but... represented the small business community for many yeah. years with the Canadian yeah. Federation yeah. of Independent Business. That's what Carl is. Well, totally, and, and this, when I read Carl's email, it just <laughs> it just sort of harkened back to the almost 30 years I spent a major part of my career with the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, because these are perennial and very legitimate concerns of our business community, notably our small and medium-sized business community. You know, I, and I'm a big proponent of trade, so don't get me wrong, this whole notion you can close the borders, and one dumb thing about Trump is, you know, he's saying ditch all these trade deals, you know, He's got a very black and white interpretation. And frankly, every country benefits from trade. So let's just get that off the table. But that being said, countries, and this was Carl's point, countries like China, for example, they have these so-called sovereign-owned enterprises, which means government-owned, basically. They subsidize the heck out of them. They, and, and, and we permit them to bring their stuff into Canada on, on more or less an even playing field with our Canadian manufacturers. And one thing that really irks me is they very frequently do not meet, and again, Carl brought this up in his email, they do not meet the same standards. I, I've seen uh, food products, and uh, do you remember the Chinese toys that, you know, kids were oh. biting the, you know, the, uh, the, the, the poisonous paint off and stuff? But, I mean, that's just one example. If they're coming into Canada... You can darn well make sure they meet the standards Absolutely. that Canadian manufacturers are required to meet. Absolutely. That is just outrageous. And, and Michelle it, it, Carl also points to the requirement, small businesses. He's in Alberta where the economy is struggling and people are struggling. Yeah. He points to governments demanding that he raise the minimum salary level. He doesn't want to hire. He hasn't hired. He doesn't intend to hire outside Alberta. But the business model suggests to him that given what's happening, he maybe should at least consider that. What do you say? What's the, what's well, the response just, to the politicians? Didn't, didn't they just raise, just raise the minimum wage in Alberta, which, you know, it's at 12, over $12. I'm not saying that's a fortune, but, you know, sure, you know, that's going to have an impact. And I have a great deal of sympathy, uh, and I do agree with Carl, in that there isn't even necessarily the same standard applied in terms of quality and safety on some of the products that we allow to be imported. For instance, I'm hard-pressed 
to ingest uh, certain foods from countries that I know maybe don't have the same standards. Absolutely. And we're seeing that this China dumps these quartz countertops into this country and into the United States that are really substandard. And here's what's interesting. We are now exporting our premier product to China, and the affluent Chinese are now buying it. So it's kind of interesting. But those substandard products should not be allowed in our country. Okay, let me get you to, let me get you to stop because we have a number of points that we have to get at here, and we've only gotten one so far. So since I am the clock monitor... That's my official title in uh, Beauties and the Beast. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. And what we're going to get at is uh, Carl begins his next point, Calgary businessman, on another point, the city of Calgary contributes to the negative business climate. How so? And does it apply to other cities? Stick around. We'll discuss that. It is time uh, for us to continue with Catherine Swift, workingcanadians.ca. Linda Leatherdale gave herself enough of a plug. I'm not going to give her any more. That was more than a 30-second commercial. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, hey. Oh, never mind. I won't say it. <laughs> but, you, but you bought me lunch a couple of weeks ago. So. And we got to do it again. And the beauties have to get together with you. Yes. Okay. You guys are buying, right? I'm buying. Yes. I'll buy. I did it again. I'll buy for the plug. <laughs> and uh, Michelle Simpson, the former associate of the Prime Minister of Canada. Thank you. Willingly or otherwise. You're welcome. (laughs) The associate of the Prime Minister of Canada. Okay, here's Carl's email. Here's more from Carl's email, listener in Calgary, small business owner, and he writes. Here's some of the other points that he makes. Number two. On another point, the city of Calgary contributes to the negative business climate. During the world banking crisis, our exports in one day went to zero. During the same period, the leaders that run the city of Calgary increased business property taxes. As oil prices were still okay during this period, they ignored the non-oil business sector. The city of Calgary are greedy and they have little control of how they spend the money from taxpayers. Just the other day, the Calgarians were informed that the city had a half a billion dollars stashed of our money. Last year, I was invited to a luncheon with six major oil executives in Calgary. These people represented many billions in business operations. When the Notley crew became elected and started mouthing off that they were going to, uh, what they were going to do to the oil sector, only created massive uncertainty. We all know the Notley crew are not usually, not totally to blame for the drop in oil prices, but they're certainly 100% responsible for creating an exit stampede for oil business investment. The executives of the luncheon informed us that what is certain is money is being diverted away from Alberta. Um, Want to start this one, Michelle? Well, you know, I, I, I confess I'm not sufficiently, you know, in tune with exactly the the roots of the Alberta government woes, cause it, because it isn't just one thing. But I certainly empathize with him in that, you know, there, there's, there is not enough support um, for small business. It, it, it is oil-centric, in my opinion, and based on everything I read, and very little attention is paid to small business, you know, in terms of what can we do for them. 
And I, I, I think Catherine may agree with that because it all revolved around oil. Too many eggs in one basket, and that's where you end up. That's such but, a know, great line. It's know, Michelle, Catherine, Catherine, a lot of small businesses involved in Catherine. oil, too. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of business that isn't oil, yes. for sure. But there's a, a lot of small business also benefits from big oil. And frankly, I know a whole whack of manufacturers in Ontario that really benefit from big oil. So the notion that this is an Alberta issue is just wrong. And I think, Roy, you alluded to that right off the top with talking about transfer payments. Uh, and it's not just transfer payments, though, because in, in the real economy, a lot of businesses in many parts of Canada are huge beneficiaries of our energy sector, period. But he talks about Calgary, and, you know, it's not unique to Calgary, Carl. I hate to tell you, it's right across the country. Mm-hmm. Municipal governments, they, they spend like mad on, on the overpaid employees, big fat pensions that are all coming home to roost, by the way, because they're all totally unfunded. Anyway, another whole topic, I guess, for another day. But um, it, it, it is not unique to Calgary, sadly. And Nahid Nenshi, he goes out. I've met him. He's, he's Mr. Happy Happy, nice smile on his face and everything. But he doesn't have a clue about business. And he's spent like crazy as the mayor of Calgary. And he is not helping. Ultimately, it doesn't help anybody. Because if you're not helping business, you're not helping your tax base. And your tax base also pays for government. So, okay, I want to get you know, point number three. Problem. I want to get okay. point number three. I'd like to get point number three in. Uh, of of the ones that we agreed that we would talk about. Now, there was one thing that Michelle said that is really important here, and not that not everything you said was important, but when you said, "What can we do to help small business?" Wouldn't shouldn't that be the mantra of every level of government, and starting with municipal government? Absolutely, cut taxes. What can we do to help small business? Here's the, Carl's third point. So let's keep going here. The proposed carbon tax is nothing more than another money grab but with a twist they link to the climate change, and then they tell us um, that what everyone uh, wants... I'm sorry, I'm just having some trouble with this font here. Uh, B.S., I guess that's Bob Simpson or something. The Notley crew crew appear to have a one-woman agenda and then tells us it's good for us. She's so convinced of her actions, she's spending taxpayers' money on advertising this on TV and the Internet. Yes, the Internet. I'm reading the BBC news on the Internet, and a pop-up courtesy of the Notley crew appears on my screen. That's a total waste of taxpayer money. I was infuriated at the intrusion paid for by the taxpayer. Exactly. Yes. Well, as somebody who lives in Ontario, I mean, the airwaves are being inundated lately, and, and this is no different for Alberta or anybody else or anywhere else in the country, with ads from the Ontario government, because they know they're in trouble electorally. So what's their answer? You know, you see these ads brought to you by the government of Ontario? No, 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 no. Brought to you by the government of Alberta? Brought to you by picking your pocket. That's yes. what we need to see on these ads. What everybody has to understand, one taxpayer, one pocket. We need tax relief in this country, not a new carbon tax, not all of this. We need some common sense, and we haven't seen it for so now, long. I just want to read one thing here, and we don't have time to debate it, but and since Carl is from Calgary, he writes, final note on the city of Calgary, all cities should not be in the business of business. Calgary is using taxpayers' money to create an efficient, inefficient business models, water, power, road work, snow removal, transport, convention centers, garbage recycling, and the list goes on. When the city of Calgary cannot get its business numbers to look right, they just increase the charge back to the taxpayer. Mm-hmm. Well. No argument. No argument. So that's my comment. No argument. 
Carl, you're very astute. Very astute. Very well worded. Very well written. Well, he's in business, so yep. he knows the reality of the situation. He has and to you know pay what? his people. Yep. Here's a here's a here's a here's a guy who still continues to insist he's going to hire locally. And the most difficult times, when uh, when the um, the incentive may be to do otherwise, he will continue to hire locally. So hats off to Carl. Hats yes. off. Hats off Thank to Carl. Thank you, Carl. Yes. He's, I can tell you he's typical of the Canadian small business owner. And gals, thank goodness they're still there with us. I won't call you guys. I'll call you gals. <laughs> no. Just as, just as bad. I, we got to go. Another Saturday. Another yeah. Saturday. Just <laughs> gone like that. Toodaloo, beauties. Oh, toodaloo. Toodaloo. Well, la prochaine. La prochaine. <laughs>